0: Good afternoon from Southeast Asia. Oh, God. It doesn't matter how many times I clear my throat before I hit record, (coughs) I'm too lazy to edit that out. Don't care. (laughs) You get older, you don't care about a lot of stuff. And it's glorious. Okay, this will be episode number seven. Episode or volume number seven of the Southeast Asia Chronicles tape things. Oh, a rocky start there. Okay. Um, all tapes are copyright. All images, all text, everything is copyright by stock photos worldwide. Stockphotosworldwide.com. Okay. That's where you gotta go. Um, let's see if you like aliens go to theyclaim.com and if you listen to enough of those tapes (laughs) you won't like aliens anymore okay those are designed to even scare your cat and they will scare mine Um, even though he's stuffed he's still scared All right, let's see, this is number seven. We, in in the first few, we sort of laid the groundwork for why I left the US and why you might want to also. Um, Specifically, you're not gonna have the same specific problems that I did, but you're going to probably be experiencing or have experienced the same kinds of problems, Now, I know an awful lot of guys They have or they had a bad marriage. Maybe some bad kids, too. <laughs> There's plenty of those. Um, what percentage of guys have a bad marriage? Excuse me. Jeez, what the hell? That's inexcusable. In the U.S., it's probably, well, Outwardly bad, 60%, 65%. Outwardly bad, nasty. Both of them won out. Um, quietly bad, 80%. 85%. 85%, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Um, 55% will end in divorce because they just can't take it anymore. And uh, pretty much all the time one of them will take the other one to the cleaners. Let's see. Which one could that be? Oh, yeah, it's that one. Okay, so I was lucky I didn't have that. Well, I was lucky she died. So that makes me... Really unlucky. Um, 40 years, we hardly fought. But most guys don't have that experience. If you do, then I'm happy for you, but um, most don't. Most guys went out because of women. And equally, the thing that wears on them is what the Western countries have become. Crazy. You're insane asylums. You're insane asylums. You're living in a crazy house. I mean, you really are. Um, can I do that? Yes, I can. I don't have to read. <laughs> um, in the last tape, we got you to Bangkok. We got that far. Um, No, I can't even see the screen. (laughs) Oh yeah, rocky start, rocky start, okay. (laughs) We got you as far as Bangkok. Uh, We got you in a hotel. When I first went to Bangkok, I chose a hotel that was kind of lower end. wasn't wasn't horrible, but it was lower end, like I paid, uh, I reserved it. I reserved it for like a month. I think I paid 30 bucks, 28 bucks a night. 20, yeah, uh, 28, 20 a night. And I thought, well, it's going to be a flop house. You know, it's going to be shit, but, um, you know, be okay for a while. I'll look around, find something better. And I got there and I was just stunned. It was, uh, like two and a half bedrooms. Really? Two and a half bedrooms? A uh, little tea room, TV room. Master bedroom when I was a huge, big king bed, silent place, quiet, air conditioner every room, huge TV. I was like, no, this, this can't be the right room. But it was. Now that was long, long, long time ago. It's not like that so much anymore. The prices have gone way up. But you can very often find really stinking nice rooms in Bangkok. So hopefully you're in one. You're not in some flop, shit, hostel, fucking piece of shit. Right? Um, and we've gone through, you know, OK, you're sitting there and you're bored and you're thinking you want to find a girl. Um, but I've told you all the ways not to find a girl, which means just about all of them <laughs> in Bangkok, at least. Um I don't know of a good way to find a girl in Bangkok. I don't know. I don't know any way, unless, you, unless you're there a while, you learn the language. You learn the language, oh, the world becomes your oyster. So if you're not gonna go for, say two years, and you're in a Western country, and you're sure you wanna go to Thailand, really, really sure, because you don't wanna spend two years learning the language of uh, Thailand, and then at the last minute, decide to go to the Philippines. Um, if you're really sure you're going to Thailand, Good, God you learn, go to school, go to school, pay, you know, pay, pay, learn it from a Thai, not from a fucking Russian or some stupid, God, I hate that, learn it from a native Thai. And learn it thoroughly, put in the hours, put, do the homework, do all the little exercises they want you to do. And when you get to Bangkok, the world is your oyster. And I mean that with a pearl in the middle. You're going to have so much fun, you just can't even comprehend it. Your head's going to explode. Um, If you don't do that, if you don't learn the language, a smattering of language will help you a little bit. But if you get semi-fluent, you own it. You own that city. You own it. Um, And that's how you're going to find a higher quality girl. If you go like I did, you're either going to hope to get lucky and find a nice one, or you're just going to get stepped on and screwed over and raped and fucked up the ass by their lady boyfriend, you know, something like that. Um, OK, so how did I do it? Um, I'd been sitting around Bangkok for a while, and my family created some kind of a page somewhere I don't even know where they put it. Maybe it was some old Facebook thing or some kind of a blog page or something. I'm not sure I even went to it and looked at it. But anyway, they put my pictures and they did this and and that, and they kind of hyped it up a little bit. And they said, okay, this guy's going for a trip, you know, maybe around the world, but right now he's starting with Southeast Asia. And, uh, you know, he's going to send photographs and, and he's going to blog in here and uh, tell you everything he's doing, what he's seeing. And, and I thought, yeah, that's going <laughs> to go over really well. You know, you, you're going to get two visitors. They're going to be family. <laughs> you know, that's going to be it. No, it went crazy. In the beginning, it went crazy. I went crazy. I, 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 I went crazy. And uh I think I, I, I didn't even post on there. I sent a couple of pictures, two or three pictures to, to family. And they posted them. And then I wrote a couple of things to family. And they posted that. And that was about it. That's it. And I just stopped. I was just so busy and overwhelmed and stressed. And I just stopped everything. And anyway, some girl, some Thai girl, saw that thing. I don't know how she would because it was a U.S. thing. Um, And there was no Thai language on it. I don't know how in the hell she ever figured out that was what it was about or anything else. And it had some contact point for me. And she emailed me. And said, hi, how are you? Um, I see you're in Bangkok. I live in Bangkok. I was born and raised in Bangkok, and uh, I would like to meet you if you want to meet me. And she was quite cute, like twenty six. What the hell? What the hell is this? Oh, oh, scam, scam. I get, I scam, 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 scam. Oh, okay. And I think I ignored her for a while, and she kept writing, kept writing, and. She was really nice, you know, I didn't take her clothes off or anything, didn't have any tattoos and didn't ask for money. And I thought, oh, well, hell yeah. a lunch, you know, we'll go to a lunch. And see, but, you know, I can't hurt anything. I'm lonely and I don't even know where to go to lunch. So at least she can help me get in the cab take me to lunch, you know. Okay, so we did that. And she was a very shy, very, very traditional Thai girl. Her dress was, dressing habits were very modest. Nice girl, nice girl. And I don't know what she wanted from me. I was in no position to be romantic at all. I didn't have a romantic thought in my head. Uh, my wife had only been gone in some number of months. And I figured, well, i am done I'm for my life. I'm not gonna have any romantic thoughts you know, for the rest of my life, or I didn't want him. Didn't entertain him. Didn't. I, I thought, well, this, this is nice, this is a blessing because that whole part of my life is over. It's done. You know, I, I did it. I enjoyed it. It's gone. Thank you. Done. I'll move on to some other kind of shit. You know, taking pictures or something. And anyway, so she hung around with me for how long? Maybe two months. Bangkok. She lived. Quite a ways away, but it's no big deal. I, whenever she wanted to come, I paid her her taxis and that was pennies in those days, just pennies. And she didn't get ripped off because she was tired Um, oh, she did motor, motorbike taxis. Yeah. So that would, that truly was pennies. Yeah. Most of the time she did motorbikes. Okay. So she would stay in my hotel sometimes and uh, sleep on the sofa. While I slept in the bed. Um, she had some little work thing that she did. She did embroidery or something for some clothing maker, something like that. Little little sewing jobs anyway, she could do them all at home. And she would bring that work with her. And so she would just sit there and watch TV and sew, and she had air conditioning, so that was... I went to her room in downtown Bangkok one time, and there was a tiny, indescribable room. No windows. It was in the middle of the building. No windows. Um, had to walk up about four or five floors. Old, everything stained and stinky. Uh, cockroaches everywhere. Screaming kids. Drunken ties. Loud music. I think she had 12 people staying in that room. Uh, and they were all just doing the best they could. It was a mix of guys and girls. And they were just doing the best they could. Just trying to scrape up the rent every month. The, the rent, God, it was like 30 or $35 a month. And they could barely meet that. Between the dozen of them, they could barely meet it. And she had to do that work. You know, if when, when she wanted to come over see me, she just had to bring that work because she couldn't afford one day not doing that work. She making pennies a day, pennies a day. And everybody was hopeless and uh, hungry. Hungry, literally hungry. And that's just how it was. Bangkok at that time was just full of those situations. It, there's a, there's plenty of them now. They're not quite as bad off. You know, they've their standard of living has come up 30% in the last 10, 11 years. Um, so anyway, she was a good girl. Her English was terrible, which is a good thing. I Means she didn't come from the bars um we she could speak a little bit we would usually that was more frustrating than anything else and so we would just use uh, google translate or something and so we you know our conversations were silent we were just translating back and, forth, back and forth back and forth okay and she took me everywhere i saw everything there was to see in in bangkok all day every day that's what we did we went uh, looking everywhere. Sometimes she would have a friend join us, not too often. Um, I learned after a while that she was a little bit on the cranky side. And that was, that was a little bit wearing. But I thought, well, you know, people are different. You know, I'm cranky too. So what the hell? Um, she would <laughs> negotiate a cab. Maybe the fair... Was going to be $1.90. Uh, she wouldn't stop until she got it for $1.82, you know. Uh, made sure I never got ripped off. Made sure I never got food poisoning, which is rampant. And we'll cover that later. Uh, so I got lucky with this girl. I just, I, I got lucky. And I don't know. I suppose she thought. We were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend at some point. She had to have been thinking that. Uh Never kissed her, never hugged her. Ties are Thys are not big on hugs. Most Southeast Asians are not. They're, they're too shy for it, they're too reserved. Um Most Ties particularly don't like to kiss. They don't like to kiss. And they really hate facial hair. They hate it. Uh, but even if you don't have it, even, I shaved mine off for a while. They, they're not kissers. They're just not kissers. They'll hug a little bit, but they're, uh, you know, I told you before that we call them starfish in, in bed. We called them starfish because it's starfish. You know what a starfish is. <laughs> starfish. Okay. Look at that feet. I don't know. Um, but anyway, this girl, she was with me five days a week um and we just did everything there was to do i i did bangkok except for the bar scene i did bangkok in. i did it in two months all day every day every single place you could go and i learned god did i learn um the amount of money i had was incomprehensible to her I don't know how many bots she was making per month. Probably, probably six hundred bot a month. That'd be about twenty dollars a month. Uh, and of course, she had to eat out of that, you know. And uh, all the people in her room, the the, the ten or twelve, uh, it fluctuated, but none of them were making more than about twenty dollars a month each. So they were just poor, 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 poor people, you know. They had they had a little um. I mean, there's no possible way they could eat even street food. Um, they had a, uh, propane burner, just an open propane burner, just almost like a blowtorch. And they had that in the room, hooked to a propane tank, you know, five gallon <laughs> propane tank there in the room. And they had, they had fashioned some kind of a grill thing over the top of that thing. That's how they cooked. That's how they cooked their rice or any, anything they wanted to cook. Mostly rice. Their diet was mostly rice, mostly rice and, and fruit. They would go get, um, kind of semi spoiled fruit from the street sellers who couldn't sell it to the phalangs anymore. Get it real cheap. Uh, scrounge a little bit of meat to go in there and that was their diet. And so that's what I did for the first couple of months in Bangkok. Um, if you're not that lucky, you're not going to last in Bangkok. If you're alone in Bangkok, can't speak any language, um, you're not going to last. It's going to get to you. You are going to end up in some tourist area where there's English. How can you get lucky like I did? I don't know, because the odds are, you know, about a million, million, million percent that anybody looking at my blog thing up there on a U.S. server would have been a scammer, just another scammer like all the rest of them. So to find her was, or for her to find me, was stupidly lucky. Uh, by all rights, my nightmares should have begun the first, first time I talked to her. Because they do for most other guys, almost all other guys. Um, I would say, you go to Bangkok, you gotta go to Bangkok. Everybody has to do Bangkok, you know. <laughs> you're not gonna have hardly any fun. You're gonna take cabs around. You're, you're gonna go on the internet and, you're, and the internet's gonna say, well, you gotta go here and you gotta go there. And you gotta see this and you gotta see that. Okay, so you're gonna get cabs. Um, don't be afraid of the motorbikes, motorbike taxis. Don't, well, I mean, yeah, you should be, but you know, you're going to get a much better rate. Um, negotiate the rate, even if you got to try 10 times to get through between the Thai and the English, if you know, write it down, translate it on your phone. Um, and agree to the rate to go someplace because the motorbike taxis don't have meters. So you're going to say, I want to go to the palace, you know, how much? And, uh, they're going to say 400 baht. Yeah. Like, no, no. And you just walk away and you start going to the next one and you say, how much palace? And he's going to say, cause he just heard the first one, he's going to say 300 baht. And then the first one's going to run up and he's going to say, okay, uh, 220 baht. And he's say, I don't know. I'll think about it. And you go to the next one. Okay. You do like that. And pretty soon you're going to get it for eighty bucks. And It's a pain in the ass. Um, some places it's not so bad, but Bangkok is fucked up like that, and and some other places are worse. But um, and so you just take whatever taxi. I don't care. You take whatever taxi, and you go to these places. You go see the temple. You go, see, I mean, the, the palace, and you, you know. You pretty soon, if if you're going around temple hopping. You're going to become really quickly like Chevy Chase at the Grand Canyon, and whatever that was, summer vacation or whatever the fuck it was, and they go to the Grand Canyon, and the kids are, oh my god, oh my god, look, 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 and then uh, Chevy Chase walked, walks up to the edge and he looks over. Right? Hmm. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so after about your third or fourth temple, that's that's going to be you. Uh, But still, you know, take the pictures. Go to the temples, take the pictures, and then you can say you did it. Okay. There's a shitload of stuff to see. There are some uh, um, floating markets where they have some little piece of water. Maybe it's a swampy little slough thing. And they got these long boats paddling around in there, and they're trying to sell you shit. So you get down on these little docks, and you sit there. And, uh, or you can walk around, and, and they'll pull up to you and try to sell you some papayas and some bananas and coconuts and whatever the fuck. And, and you can bar- bar- barter with them, you know, and they'll sell you shit. And, um, and what they're trying to do is take you back to the old, old, old days of Thailand before they had roads. Because uh, they didn't really have horses too much in Thailand. It's all jungly. It's not horse country. You know, fucking lions eat them all. <laughs> And snakes got them. Horses didn't really thrive in Thailand. They had some, but not everybody. So they walked everywhere. Can't ride a monkey. (laughs) Um, So they walked. And paddling a boat was better than walking. So that's what they did. And they got these little sloughs and, and ponds and swamps and shit. And they just used them to get around. And so naturally, the markets grew up from those. And so these places nowadays are trying to take you back to that thing. And the, and the tourists are, ooh, ah, uh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Okay. They're, fuck, they're fake. They're just fake. They, they go to great lengths to try to make them look real. Well, they're not. That's <laughs> fucking fake shit for the tourist. Um, there is one, there used to be one in northern Bangkok, quite a ways outside of town that was a real one. Tourists didn't go there because they didn't know about it and they didn't want them there. They didn't want them there. It was for their own people. The whole community that lived on a network of little rivers and swamps and shit—that and was still how they did things, and they were happy, and they didn't want to bother. And um, Tiger friend took me up there, got to see that. Um, when you go there, you in Thailand—they mostly want you to wear nice clothes because they're just kind of like that. Um, And when you go to a place like that, you don't, you wear normal clothes. Anyway, so you go to all kinds of places like that. There's a few crappy museums and you can travel around. You you go to lots and lots of restaurants. Um, you're going to get food poisoning. Hopefully you studied, you know, the, what to take to Thailand and they're going to tell you certain kinds of antibiotics. In in, uh, Thailand, they're over the counter. In the U.S., of course, you got. Go pay $180 to your fucking doctor to have him write you a little piece of paper so you can go get the same thing that's over-the-counter in Thailand. So you took those and you took your, your poopy meds, you know, what's that called? Um, well, it was a bunch of different brands of it, but it's anti-pooping meds. You know. Take um, about a 100 packets of those. <laughs> you gotta be needing them. Um... You're gonna get food poisoning. You're gonna get salmonella, a lot. You're gonna get E. coli, not so much, but still a lot. I've had them both together in hospital quite a few times, like 10 times in one year when I was still stupid enough to insist on eating street food. Um, you're gonna get sick in the regular traditional restaurants. How often? One out of five. One out of five, probably. And the street food is going to be more like one out of three. And you're going to be sick for twelve to seventy-two hours. You know, next to your toilet, can't leave it. Um, most people who stay there a long time, they learn forget the street food, just forget it. I, I used to read these uh, travel blogs some fucking fool tourist would be writing a travel blog and, and they would say, people ask me, is the food safe in Thailand? Oh my God, of course it is. Those people are great cooks and they don't want their own families to get sick either. You know, oh, you can eat anything. You want. Fuck you, stupid fucking dipshit, uneducated, newbie fucking moron. You're going to get sick. You're going to get sick. Um, I didn't get sick for the first couple of months because I had that girl. She knew where to go. She, she got me good, good food. She somehow instinctively knew. Um, anyway, so take your meds. Um, if you're having a long, bad stretch, you know, or poopy comes and goes for a couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, it's gonna happen. And you just can't seem to get over whatever. Now, God, hell, it is. It could be parasites. That's pretty common. <laughs> a lot of ties just take an anti-parasite med, um, like every six months. Cause they figure, well, if they don't have any symptoms, <laughs> you know, they will have soon. So they just do a uh, cleaning every six months or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's very routine. <laughs> um, the hospital put me through that a few times. And, well, that ain't fun. Cause if you were, pooping before, <laughs> you're really going to poop, and now. I mean, you could propel yourself. Um, so shit's going to get you. Um, but you got to do it anyway to learn and see and experience. That's what you're there for. Probably most of us not going to kill you. <laughs> some of it might. Um, And if you still don't have a girl, okay, okay. As you're going around, as you're going around, you're going to be in restaurants and cafes and the store and God, everywhere. And I don't care how old or ugly you are. Girls are going to hit on you. Doesn't matter what your age is. They're going to be 18, 19, 20, 25, 27. Uh, After about 27, they kind of stop hitting because they think they're too old and nobody would ever want them. If they're 30, they're embarrassed. They might be gorgeous. Gorgeous. But the culture is such that they're being told they're too old and nobody wants them. So they won't. won't, They'll look shyly. But they won't be like the 23, 24-year-olds who just lock on, stare. Like, I want you, I want you right now. Okay, you're going to run into those. Well, how many times? Jeez, depending on where you are, you might run into that five times an hour. No, I'm not shooting you. You think I am. You know, my friends would ask me, what's it like? And I would tell them, They oh, come on, come on, come on, just tell us the truth. Well, that's the truth. <laughs> it's absurd. Um, do they really love your soul? No, of course not. They want a handsome young Thai that's got some money. but they No Thai's have any money. So you're the next best thing. You got money. They do. All of Southeast Asia seas age differently than the West. Um, if you are three or four years older than some girl in the West. She's gonna treat you like a motherfucking leper. If she's 32 and you're 36, oh you're a fucking old man. Just get, get away. What, what are you a fucking pervert? What what the fuck? Why would I want you, you nasty old bastard? Okay. And that's pretty goddamn stupid. Um, in Southeast Asia, they got two things going on in their teeny little brains. One is that they want your money. They think about this. Um, if they don't have a good provider, a man is a good provider, they're not going to eat well. They're going to eat shit. They're going to be sick a lot. I mean, ties think they're immune to bad food. No, they're not. They 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 get sick about ten percent less than us, but they still get sick. Every girlfriend I had got sick almost as much as me. And she'd been been there puking her brains out and 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 you know jetting out the other end and and moaning and, it. but she'd say, well, you know, I'm not as sick as you because I'm Thai. fucking hell. You look like you <laughs> you got three hooves in the grave there, lady. Um. Anyway. If they're poor, if they're dirt poor, they're going to be eating shit food. They're going to be sick a lot. Um, they do have government medicine. It's fucking whacked. I'll tell you a story later. A friend of mine died from it. Uh, they know this. They know it's shit. They know if they get sick, they can die because they can't get good medical care. So they're looking at you from the standpoint of, God dang it. No, and and also, they perceive older men, especially falangs as being more stable, not partying so much. They don't gamble. A lot of them don't drink like their fucking stupid Thai boyfriends did. Probably not going to beat them. So they got those. You get those perks going for you. They're looking at you through that, through through those glasses. Um, but also, they want your money. That's probably the biggest motivator. They want your money because not just okay. Some of them just want your fucking money because they want to go use it and gamble and buy gold and stupid, asinine shit like that. But the smarter ones want your money. Because they know, they're thinking, God, I could start eating food that's not going to make me sick every 12 days. Oh, God, wouldn't that be something? I can eat better quality of food. Maybe I could even have a few things that I like. Really? You think I could? Ice cream. Do you think someday we could buy some ice cream? (sighs) Oh, please. Okay. Really sad. Um, The other thing is, they want your money because if they get sick, they fall down break their leg, some fucking thing. They don't want to go to the government hospital. They want to go to a real hospital, even a cheap real hospital. Because their chance of survival is vastly higher. So they're looking at you from the standpoint of, maybe this guy can save my life my life, maybe this man can keep me alive. Because if something goes wrong and I don't have this man, very high chance I could die. They don't want to die anymore. Well, <laughs> I was going to say they don't want to die any more than we do, but they're very pragmatic about life after death. It's like, well, I'll come back, you know? Well, maybe you will, but thought, you know, who wants to go through the fucking trauma? <laughs> gee, that's just a sin, stay here. Uh, they don't look at it that way. B- Buddhism teaches them that, well, you're just going to come back, you know. If you weren't too bad of a person, you're not going to come back as a frog, you know. Yeah. So they're they're much more at ease and pragmatic about the whole dying thing, but still they don't really want to, you know. <laughs> so they're looking at you, maybe they can get a little better food, maybe you can keep them alive, you can give them do you have air conditioning? <sighs> oh. oh, can we go now? OK. Um, the other thing is, the other side of it is that in Asian, Southeast Asian culture, age, physical age, truly, truly is not, does not have the stigma to it that it does in the West. Because they truly, they've been taught their entire lives. It's their culture. It's ingrained into their brain. It's hardwired, hardwired into their brains. That if you're older, you're going to be smarter. And they don't want a stupid tie like they had last time. Tired of them. Tired of them. God. Um, are the Thai guys really that bad? Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. And in, in, in spades, a hundred times over. Um, yeah, they're, they're that bad and, and worse. They're, I, do I know any good Thai husbands? Fuck. I don't personally know any. I've, I've heard of some that I could count on one hand after 10, 11 years that, that might have been kind of sort of okay. No, they're that bad. They're that fucking bad. And the girls know it. They know it. And they're short, and they're dirty, they don't shower all that much, they drink, and they gamble, and they fuck every one of their friends. Maybe their children too. They they're not good providers. They'll squander all the money. Thai guy for them is a bad choice. In most Southeast Asian countries, the guys are bad. Fuck choices everywhere. Oh, they might be handsome as hell. Okay, well, that gets you so far. But, uh, you know, can't, can't build a life behind just that. Conversely, the old fat, stupid phalangs go down there and meet these young girls and don't know anything about them, can't talk to them, but they're hot looking. So they think they can build a life around that. And they're just as mistaken, but we'll cover that (laughs) again and again. So these girls, as you're going around Bangkok, even if you don't speak any language, um, they're going to be hitting on you. I don't care what you look like. I'm kind of Frankenstein. I don't care what you look like. I frankenstein i do not care what you look like i do not care. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're in a goddamn wheelchair. Um, you're going to get hit on all the time. It, it might take you a little bit, you know, a few days to wake up to what's going on. When you're on the fucking train or the bus or you know sit in a cafe or some goddamn thing and, and this hot one locks eyes from a few tables away just locks eyes and stares and smiles um, in the US or in a western country you'd be thinking oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck she's, she's getting ready to insult me somehow this is going to be bad what the fuck is she doing she's making fun of me or something like that or, or she thinks I'm her grandfather you know reincarnated or some fucking thing. Uh, Southeast Asia, no, they're hitting on you. They're flirting. They're hitting on you. They are, openly. Um, The ones that do it really brazenly, watch out, because they're used to it. They've been doing it for a long time. They know what they're doing. They know how to do it. The ones that are very shy and demure about it, maybe. Maybe. Maybe explore that further. Tattoos? Fuck them. Get out. No. Pass them by. Don't look. Don't, don't, don't smile back. No. No. I'll fucking slap you with a ping pong paddle. I will. I've had guys come down to visit me. And, uh, never been anywhere. One guy in particular. What a goddamn doofus. Um, after three trips down over five years, I ended up unfriending him because he was just fucking stupid. It was like Whistler's brother, you know. You just, yeah, he needed a goddamn ring in his nose. he lead him around. Every fucking time he turned around, he was in trouble because he wouldn't listen and he was stupid. And um, Lady boys <laughs> were getting to him and stuff like that. That was pretty fucking funny. Uh, usually the lady boys are funny. And I've had some number of lady boy friends, had a lot of fun with them, <laughs> just as friends. <laughs> Um, but they can kill you. They can take your life. Sometimes, no, not sometimes. Fairly often they do. Um, be careful of the ladyboys. The ladyboys, okay. When you first get there, you're not going to know a ladyboy from a fucking German Shepherd. You're not going to know. You're not going to know. When I first got there, my, I could identify ladyboys in probably 30, 35% of situations. And I was, I had a really hard time. I uh, kissed a few. <laughs> I kissed a few before we figured this out. Mm, God, the, the good ones, you know, if they have any morality at all, they'll tell you before any, any kissing happens. But a lot of them just don't care because they want to get validated. And if they can kiss somebody, then that's, that means they fucking got you. They tricked you. And I'm not, I'm not saying sex. I'm not even, I'm saying kissing. <laughs> you know, um, they're going to get to you. You're not going to fucking know. Okay. By the time I left, I could identify them in lower nineties, lower ninety percentiles, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, maybe it's probably uh, lucky on a good day, ninety five percent. Um, there are, there are actually some physiological th- traits you can look for. And somebody, maybe I'll teach that, I don't know, maybe I, won't. <laughs> maybe I will, it depends on if I get tired of doing this. There are there are several things you can look for to know if it's a ladyboy. They can surgically change all of them. And they do, except for one. It's one thing they can't change. I, I, do, I don't mean down there. I mean, it's an obvious thing you can see. And they don't even know what it is. But I'll teach that to you. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> um, when we when we go when we move further into Ladyboy territory, I'll teach it. It's so the one thing they can't change it. They can't surgically fix it, and they don't know what it is. So you could look at them. You get them to move a certain way. Oh, gotcha! Now I know what you are. <laughs> And they're gonna have no goddamn clue how you figured it out. I mean, they change their voice, they change their hips, they change their butt, they change everything inside. The most beautiful titties you've ever seen. Your whole know, fucking god, Jesus, God, fucking Christ, that's criminal. Um, But that one thing they cannot change. I don't know very many guys who know that. Hardly any. <laughs> that's what you. That's the only fucking thing you learn after fucking decades entirely <laughs> um but you're gonna get hit on by, by lady boys as often as you get hit on by girls as 50 50 it's gonna be 5050 you go around for a whole day you get hit on by five girls you're gonna be hit on by five lady boys okay um if you're th- thinking there might be a lady boy you know if you're kind of lean in that direction, You can ask them, it's okay, it's accepted. And nearly all of them will say yes. If they are, I mean, if they are right now. Nearly all, somewhere around 98% will say yes, that that they are. Um, The good ones, will tell you right up front. You know, they'll smile at you in a cafe, and, the, and they'll ask if they can come over. And you think, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Lucky, lucky day, lucky day, lucky day!" Oh fuck, I hope I don't think. And they're just ravishing. Uh, first thing to look for is their, if if their feminine moves are a little bit exaggerated. Strike one. If their titties are a little too big and just a little too perfect, strike two. Cause ties don't have very good titties. A lot of them don't have any at all. It's <laughs> okay for me. I don't care. I truly do not care. A um, few other things you can look for. Right as they're walking over to your table, but anyway, they're going to sit down, and you're going to talk for a minute or two, and, and they're going to they're going to try to get you interested. And if you start, if if you don't do anything, if you if you don't reciprocate. They're just gonna let it go. If you do start showing a little bit of interest, the good ones will tell you, okay, I'm 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 a lady boy. And okay, I guess we're gonna do that right now. I guess we're gonna have this discussion right now because that you're gonna run into this so quickly. I'm trying to think of the, I, I have not pre-thought this. I'm trying to think of the best way to, to go at this particular subject. Um There are guys who go to Southeast Asia and they hate gays and they hate lady ladyboys. Fucking hate them. I knew a Russian kid who came down from Russia, went to a tourist town and he'd only been there a day. I think, I think it was his first night. He's walking around looking at the bars, looking at the girls. And some certain bar areas are kind of, sort of, you know, loosely dedicated to be ladyboy hoods. Like, like i would be four bars in a in a soy and they're all ladyboy bars, you know, cause they, they just, cause they kind of like to stick together stuff. Like not all of them, but, so there are areas in the soys where it's all boys, And if you're around, and if you don't, if you're not interested in a ladyboy, you don't go there cause it's boys. Um, and this guy, how old was he? He was 19, something like that. He barely got enough money to make it to Thailand. It was not that far from Russia. Well, that's a way. That's a little ways, but, um, he got there, hog heaven, and he's walking down some soy at night and some lady boys approached him. They stepped out of a bar. They did, they'll come out into the street and get you. <laughs> they'll, they'll grab your arm and talk to you and kiss you and try to kiss you, whatever. Um, I used to let them because I, I am not the slightest bit homophobic, not even one percent. I am not gay, even one percent, but I'm not homophobic one percent. So I don't care, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. Um I just give them a hug. Let them let them not my lips, but. Well, I mean, a few times. <laughs> but I didn't like it, okay? <laughs> but I don't care. You know, what they getting some little thrill out of it, what the fuck? Who am I? I don't care. Um, But they'll do that. They'll come out. And their voices are going to be feminine. They're going to be so fucking hot. Okay, so they did this. Some little, I don't know, three or four, probably, sometimes five. And they got to this guy. And they're doing this to him. And he's like, oh, God, oh. Probably ejaculated in his fucking pants three times in the first thirty seconds, you know. And then somehow he figured out they were ladyboys. I don't know if they told him. They might have told him. I'm not sure. He somehow figured it out. Probably one of them uh, put his hand down their shorts or something like that. And, and and it was it was quite quite a bucket of ice water over his little Russian head. <laughs> He's like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh what's, what the fuck, what the planet am I on? Jesus, I don't think he knew anything about ladyboys. At all. At all. I think that was his first experience that they existed on this earth, something like that. He was that naive. And he was one of these good old boys, like you might find in, uh, you know, Louisiana or Texas or something like that. And it's been bred into him that ladyboys are evil. They're this and that. They're all they're, oh, they're fucking to be hated. They're to be killed if you can't kill them. If you can, they're vermin. Okay, so he grew up with it in Russia. No reasoning to it. No logic. No compassion. No nothing. And he went berserk. He went fucking berserk. And he recoiled from them. And he launched into a litany of the foulest insults, whatever little English he knew, he didn't know any Thai. And lady boys are going to be pretty good in English. Um, and he just dressed them down for however long they took it, which probably wasn't more than about 10, 15, 20 seconds. And they were so insulted. They were this beyond insults to them. Because these are people who in almost every single case, they're not a man. In their soul, yeah, they're biologically they got the DNA. God, fuck! In their soul, which it was where it really counts, they are not a fucking man. And so they got born and they grew up. They got to be three, five, seven years old. And I thought, oh, as soon as they figured it out, it's like, oh, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. What, what, what has happened here? What, what? What have I got that fucking thing for? What the fucking hell is that thing for? I don't like that thing. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Okay. So they go through their whole lives and they and they battle that. It's a it's a it's a battle royal for their whole lives to deal with nature's mistake. And they go through all the shit. They go through the operations. They do the hormones. They they are lead deeds. Not all of them. Very small percentage are just guys that are somehow perverted or some fucking thing, but that's small percentage. Almost all of them are lay these that happen to look like men. Okay. Get that through your fucking thick head because that's the way it is. God, it's so sad. It, it just hurts me. So anyway, this guy launched a new and they, they, they had enough because they, they were, he was insulting their soul. He wasn't insulting their looks or their sexual choices. He was insulting their very being down to the depths of their soul. And they said, that's enough, motherfucker. That's it. You've already gone too far. Can't fucking stop this now. And they usually carry little knives. I don't know what these... Oh, I do know. I do know what they had. They had uh, little box cutters. They all had little box cutters, because they do. That's what they carry. And they sliced him from head and fucking toe. Got his clothes off, sliced his clothes off, sliced his body. They knew exactly how much they could slice before the blood loss became dangerous. Well, it did become dangerous before they killed him outright. I doubt that there was any... Let's see. There's probably no three or four inch square area on his body that was not sliced, sliced. So he's uh, pretty indescribable at this point. And they left left him on the pavement, and so and walked off somewhere. And I don't remember how long it was before somebody found him, just laying there, just gushing blood. And uh, police came, police got him, took him to the hospital, and they stitched him from head to toe. None of the cuts were particularly deep, just enough to make it bleed and to leave a scar. And he was in the hospital about two weeks um he was fucked up and when they discharged him of course he had a huge hospital bill that he couldn't pay and they discharged him and i uh, couldn't walk he could just he could do the mummy walk you know kind of arms outstretched in front of him and totally bandaged head to, f- head to foot and uh, his face scalp i don't know if they did anything to his whacker. i don't know he never said Sliced his ass. Fucking oh, heous. was hideous. And a friend of mine started helping him, who was a bar girl, and she took pity on him. Started helping him. She had a good heart. Uh, I should have married her, except I wasn't physically attracted to her really at all about a good friend, she was a good friend to me and I tried to be the very best friend I could to her for many, many years. Um, She was one of the very, 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 very few barbells I ever knew, count them on one hand, that were capable of maintaining a forever relationship with one guy. No question, i stick my life on it. Well, lots of guys do stick their lives on it. You know, look at my brother-in-law, he sticked his life on it, he lost it. but. Um Anyway, she started taking care of this kid and uh, took him to her room. She had to dress every single wound a couple of times a day with whatever the hell the doctors had given her, you know, antibiotic creams or something like that, probably. All stitches, you know, just stitches, fucking everywhere. you couldn't turn over the stitches and poke him. In. And as soon as he got out, he started just bashing ladyboys to anybody who would listen. I mean literally in the tuk-tuk in the cab in the walking you know, trying to walk. Um he just screaming about the fucking lady boys, kill them all. Okay, so the cops came and got him and said, knock it off, motherfucker. Knock it the fuck off. This is not your country, it's not your culture. We don't fucking like it. We don't like you here, we want you healed up. Healed up just enough to get on that goddamn fucking plane. In the meantime, knock it the fuck off. Just shut your fucking stupid, flapping, goddamn stupid fish mouth. And he's like, no, fuck you. No. And they put him in jail. It's not a democracy. It's a kingdom. King says what's going to happen. And they put him in jail for a couple of weeks. Uh, and they worked on him. I don't think they physically hurt him, but they worked on him like, you know, you want to stay here, you like it here, you like it in this jail, keep flapping your jaw, you stupid fucking pud, just keep it up. And over a couple of weeks, he got the idea that if he said one more word, he's gone away for a long, long time, maybe two, three, four years. All they got to do is say, well, he he disparaged the king. That's it, you're fucking gone. For as long as they say, five years, 10 years, Thai prisons are full of people who did that. Just disparage the king. Maybe even once. So all I got to do is say, yeah, he said that to me. He said the king was a fucking pedophile. You're gone so fucking thoroughly gone, you can't even comprehend it. So they got it across to him that, you know, one more fucking word out of you in public, in private, we don't care. In your fucking sleep, we don't care. That's what's going to happen. And they let him out. And he got it. And he shut the fuck, fuck up. Okay. Even when they got when they let him out, he could still barely get around. Uh, most of his stitches were coming out, but he just was sore. And some of them gotten infected, and he was still in rough goddamn shape. Anyway, this girl, this friend of mine, um, she. Oh, oh, and then he and then they canceled his visa. Early. And by that time, he didn't have enough money to go home. He didn't have enough money for a flight. And He's just totally fucked. If he goes into overstay, he's going back to jail, and nobody at home was going to send him money for a flight, he's fucked. He's really, he, had, he had really screwed himself in every possible way. And uh, this girl, this friend of mine, she had no money at all. She was making um, 4,500 baht a month. That's uh thirty bucks to a thousand, so three hundred and whatever hundred and forty bucks, hundred and thirty bucks, something like that, a month. A month. And she couldn't help him financially. But she actually she went around to a number of bars and she took collections from the girls. Said, Hey, this guy's really bad shape in every possible way there is to be in bad shape. And uh I, we need money to just get him on a flight, just get him out of here. You know, because he's <laughs> not going to thrive if he stays here. And amazingly, this this is a next to impossible thing to do. But amazingly, these girls coughed up enough to put him on a flight. I don't know. All prostitutes. It was all from prostitute, prostitutes, bar girls. I don't know how many it took. It must have taken a hundred of them to chip in for enough to get a flight for him and money they could not afford. They did it. And my friend finally got the money, took him to the airport, booked him a flight, got him on the plane. He's gone. She never heard from him again. So don't fucking do that. Home. I don't care. I don't give a rat's ass what you think about ladyboys or gays or any uh, fucking goddamn fucking thing. Just shut your goddamn fucking mouth. Just shut it and keep it shut because they will kill you. Some other countries, maybe you can bash them. Why would you want to? Who fucking cares? But in Thailand, God, please look at me. Look me in the eye. Do not fucking do it. I don't care if you hate him. means nothing to me. Just shut up. If you can't be polite, just be neutral. Um, now there are some downsides to ladyboys. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. Don't worry. Um, it's not all happy times with ladyboys. The, the Thais accept them more than any other culture probably on earth. I don't know. American Indians were pretty accepting of them. Um, the Thais just rec- recognize them as, uh, well, you know, this, this person was born a male, and this person was born a female, and this person was born something in between. And they're struggling and trying to be what they are in their heart. And luckily for them in Thailand, the, the medical operations, the changeovers are really, really cheap. And they're really, really, really good at it. Hardly anybody dies from it. <laughs> um, So. If you are a man and you get old enough, you realize, oh, God, that terrible mistake. (laughs) You know, what the fuck? What can I do? Well, if you're in America, um, you have surgical options. You can go trans. You can do this and that, but it's stupefyingly expensive and complicated. Um And you probably can't afford it, chances are very high you can't afford it. And so huge swaths of the population who feel this way, they just got to stay in the body they were accidentally given. And most countries, they're stuck, just stuck. In Thailand, they're not stuck so much, not nearly as much. Um, so that's a good thing for them. Okay, we're going to talk way, way, way more about this subject, but as you're walking, as you're going around Bangkok, uh, you're going to run into these, especially if you go around any bars, entertainment venue, places, areas at all, you're going to just run into them all the time. And one of the things they do that kind of tends to get them in trouble is they're a little bit too aggressive. Um, they want to be ladies. Oh, okay, be a lady, I don't care, be a lady, it's fine. But they want to so badly that they overdo it. And, they, and, and that manifests itself in several ways. One of them is that they over exaggerate the female posture and movements. They get titties that are too big, too big, they look unnatural. Um, they try to walk with a sway, looks unnatural. Um, they'll get their Adam's apple shaved and the voice changed. Sometimes they do it too much, it doesn't work out really all that well. Um, and when they meet somebody that they like, they come on too strong. Um, I used to get hit on them. God, you get within five miles of any bar district, you're going to start getting hit on them. You know, you go through a bar district, you're going to get hit probably. You walk through a a busy soy with a lot of bars. Some of them are ladyboy bars. You're going to get hit five, ten times per block, something like that. And I didn't ever have any problem. Just just treat them like normal people. Sorry, I'm not gay. And they'd mess around, they'd fill you up a little bit, and they'd try to give you some kisses. and Now we can change that, baby. And, oh yeah, I bet you could, but uh, not today, you know. And you just go like that, you just go with the flow. You won't have any trouble, except one time. <laughs> I was walking through, a so, and I knew I was going to go through a ladyboy area, well, I didn't care. And they all came out, you know, like they always do. Hey, baby. And uh, doing the usual stuff. Whatever, how are you doing? You know, um, one of them got a hold of me and got me in a goddamn bear hug. And, the, and they'll do this, they'll bear hug you, you know. And after a minute, you say, but really, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, and they let you go. You know, it's a joke. Okay, this one wouldn't let go. This is one strong motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, she wasn't all that big, but fucking muscles like steel fucking cables. And she got me in a bear hug and I couldn't get loose right away. And it was a little difficult to breathe. And, and I like, Oh, ha, ha, you know, you, you, you can really hug, you know, ha, ha, you can really hug eh, eh, like that. Okay. And then I got to the point where it's like, Okay, that's, that's enough. You know, you had your fun. Okay. That's enough. That's enough. And she wouldn't budge, she wouldn't, I think she went tighter. And I started going through the usual stuff that I do when I want to get away from, I would, uh, you know, resist a little bit. And and my voice would get a little more serious and a little more serious in stages. You know, like, okay, 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 honey, that's enough. You know, really kind of hurting me. And uh, didn't phase this one. And finally, you will get to a point where you're like, OK, this is really, it's gone long enough. It's 20, 30 seconds. That's enough. And as a big, strong man that you think you are, you're going to do make some kind of a move that's going to break her grip. And you figure, OK, that's going to end, end that. It's, it's going to be a little bit of a, an aggressive thing to do, but it's enough. And so you do that, move whatever it is, and and almost always that'll break their grip. And it didn't. It didn't do anything at all. Steal tables. And I thought, oh, well, she's quite strong. <laughs> and uh, wow, well, I don't think I ever saw one that strong before. I'm not really strong, but I. Not a piss ant either. (laughs) And so I gave it a few seconds and she didn't get it. And I did it harder, quite a bit harder. It's like, that's enough. You're starting to tick me off. That's enough. My voice is going up and, uh, didn't phase her. Gave that a few more seconds. And I got to a point eventually where I thought, okay, this is kind of like all, all out, um, Soon to be battle, you know. And I, I gave her maybe two or three, uh, moves of my very best strength, very best strength without actually punching her in the face. And, and her face was too close to get a really good swing anyway. Nothing phased her. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to start choking something. Because this got to fucking stop. I couldn't breathe anymore. I could not fucking breathe. Uh, It was really, really serious. And, uh, just, I don't know where this came from, but just before I started choking her, I said something like, lady, I got to go home to my wife. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing. I didn't think that would do anything at all. I don't know why I even thought of that. Instant I said it, she broke off that grasp. Well, fuck you then. She walked away. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed about that for weeks. I still am, obviously. Okay, so you're going to run into these ladyboys all over Bangkok. Most are going to be nice. Uh, Do not go and (laughs) fucking, you know, really dark soys where there's two, three, four of them. Uh, stay in lighted places around other people because they'll rob you, they will. The ties have an explanation for that. The ties say, well, the ladyboys do all that bad stuff. And they do really bad anus stuff. They do it because they are C-O-N-F-O-O-S-E-D. Confused. <laughs> And who's to say that's not correct? I don't know. I am not a goddamn psychiatrist. I don't think I want to be. Um, so the Thais just shrug it off like, well, ladyboys will be ladyboys, you know, because they're confused. <laughs> and Now, Bangkok city government, the police, you know, don't really like them too much because they have an awful lot of trouble with them because they they're not content, a lot of them. An awful lot of them are not content to just be ladyboys. Just be ladyboys. Just be ladyboy. You'll never have any trouble. You'll be accepted in every corner and facet of society. You'll never be insulted or put down, except by Russian pukes. Just be ladyboy. Just have a life. But an awful lot of ladyboys can't do that. They're not content with that. they got going to cause trouble. A lot of trouble. A lot of fucking trouble. And they're not above killing you. And that's all perfectly understandable because they're confused. <laughs> okay. So what happens is the Bangkok police, when they start getting a lot of reports of problems with ladyboys in some particular quadrant, they'll form a sort of a semicircle around it. And they'll, it's all planned. They know what they're doing. They have a destination in mind. Uh, sometimes ladyboys figure it out. Sometimes they don't. And they will start doing a sweep through an area, through a whole neighborhood in a kind of a semi-circle. When they first start out, it's not too obvious. You know, the ladyboys just see them come on the street walkers and like that. They just see them come, like, oh, 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 and, and they start moving away, and they try to go left and right. Well, they can't because there's more of them, so they go the, the one way where there aren't any cops. And, uh, you know, we used to round up Mustangs the same way. <laughs> And you just keep keep moving, you know, slowly, slowly, you know, pushing, pushing, pushing. And pretty soon they end up on, all on one block. You got the streets sealed off. And, uh, you push, them, you funnel them, you funnel them. Well, they're, they're looking around, looking around. Where the fuck? Where the fuck? Where the fuck? And they see one soy, one dark soy. In there. Okay, okay, let's uh, No cops in there. Let's go in there. <laughs> so they all run down to the end of that soy, clickety clack, little high heels, or you know, actually, they're big heels. And uh, they run down to the end of that soy. Well, wouldn't you know it? It's a dead end. <laughs> all the doors are locked. And the cops come in and uh, hold them there. Then they bring in a whole shitload of buses, load them on the buses, lock the fucking doors. And they ship them off to the tourist areas. <laughs> That's what they do. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not making any comment about it because I just, I don't know. It's not my culture. I'm not, I'm not immersed in that culture. I'm still an outsider after 10, 11 years. I'm still an outsider. I don't know every nuance of their culture. It's not my place. I wasn't born into it. I'm just telling you what they do. And the ones that aren't doing bad shit, causing trouble in certain areas, of course they're never rounded up because they're not out there causing trouble. they just just in their life somewhere. Hopefully they found a good man. Whatever, whatever they wanted. And they're just staying at home. They're both working and they're having a nice life and they're watching movies together. And Those don't have any trouble. Nobody's going to bother them. They're going to be more accepted in Thailand than any place else on the face of the Earth. I believe that. I don't know of any place else that accepts them more than Thailand. And and it's not a conscious thing with Thais. They don't have to say, mm, let's see. Okay, I'm going to decide to accept gays and ladyboys. No, that's not part. No, 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 no. There's no decision. They just do. They just do. It's part of their soul. I don't know what Buddhist teachings were on gays or ladyboys or anything like that. I, I've studied some of the Buddhist teachings, but I never ran across that. I don't know if he did teach anything about them. Probably he would have been totally teaching what the ties are doing. I don't know. You could Google it, I'm sure. Um. Anyway, so this whole long thing to tell you. They are third sex. They're a sex stuck between one and the other. They, if, if they're born a man, they are not a real man. They're not. Genetically, yes, they are. Okay. Put that on the birth certificate. I need do whatever you want. I don't care. Put in their soul. Find a way to quantify what's in their soul and then put that on the birth certificate. No way to do that. I don't think without some kind of a soul scanner, you know, maybe next year we'll invent that. Um, just be polite. I'm gonna tell you one more story and then, and then we'll go just a few minutes after that and we'll wrap it, wrap it up for this episode. We're still stuck in Bangkok. I know I still get stuck in Bangkok. Well, I'm trying to tell you what you're probably gonna do in Bangkok. <laughs> Okay. I had a room. This is another ladyboy story. I had a room. And this one's probably going to make me cry. Sorry, I shouldn't have given it away. I had a room. Um, I was up on about the fourth or fifth floor uh, overlooking an entertainment. So a loud, raucous fucking place in a tourist town. It was a, it was a great little condo. God, I fucking love that thing. Cheap. Um, Really happy there, but the noise in the soy was uh, just wearing me down. I couldn't take it. I was there for a couple of years, something like that. And anyway, in the evenings, a lot of times, when it cooled down, I would go down to the front of this building, and there was a porch kind of a thing out there, a raised area, probably 10 feet by 10 feet, something like that, that sort of overlooked the soy. And it was just continuous crowds. Up and down this soy, entertainment soy. Um People oh got the most interesting people truly on the face of the earth. Lots of stupid fucking drunken expats, sex pet fucking pieces of shit, phalangs, but uh, plenty of times. Big old hairy, big boned Europeans and sneaky little Russians and fighting Russians and you know, every kind of people, okay. So I didn't have any trouble, I was up on this raised area and I would take my lawn chair down there and I'd set it up and I would just sit there and take a, you know, coke or some damn thing and sit there. And uh, sometimes take a camera down there and, and photograph weird people. You'd go on stockphotosworldwide.com, I got a billion, billion pictures on there of weird people in SOIS. Uh, and 107,000 more that I haven't even processed, haven't even sorted them yet. Um, Okay, so I'd sit down there in the evening, I'd go down like nine, ten o'clock, something like that. And, and these were 24 hour places. Thailand is fucking 24 hours. It, it's rock and roll, it's fucking rock and roll. I mean, they don't really have rock and roll, but it's a rock and roll goddamn country. It's rock and fucking roll, they go, they don't stop. And that, that was a big thing for me because I'm a 24 seven person. Um, so I'd sit down there in my lawn chair, sit in whatever I had and People would come by. Sometimes people say hi. Sometimes they wouldn't. Hookers would come by "Hey, baby, let's go to your room." No, thank you. My wife is up there. You know. <laughs> well, in my heart, she really was. Um, or maybe she was sitting down there for me. I don't know. And so one night, this uh, ladyboy came along. Really pretty ladyboy. And she looked at me and said, hi. I said, Sastaku, how are you? Oh, I'm okay. And she sat on the edge of my little porch thing for a while and just talked and just chit English was good. And, uh, she's really nice. And we kind of clicked, you know, kind of just a nice person. Not trying to get over on me or get me up to my fucking room or anything. Just nice. Just she, she was just a soul walking through a soy on the earth, in this life. And she found a little bit of a connection with somebody who would talk to her, treat her normally. And I think she thought that was pretty nice. And I did too, I liked her. So we got her chair and she sat there and we sat together for a while. I can't remember, maybe quite a while. It was like an hour, hour and a half, something like that. And talked nicely. And at the end of it, well, she told me right off she's a lady boy, and I said, yeah, I know, I don't care, I don't care. And at the end of it, she said, well, um, you're really nice. Thank you for this talk. Uh, you know, do you want to go up to your room? You don't have to give me any money or anything? And I said, no, that's really sweet. Thank you. Thank you. That's a nice offer. Really warms my heart a little bit. Thank you. But I, I just, uh, you know, not a ladyboy person. And she's like, oh, geez, that's too bad. That's really too bad, you know. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, different kinds of people in the world, and sometimes uh, the right ones meet up, and sometimes they don't. And she's like, yeah, that's true. So she got up. She's going to go. And she stopped and uh, gave me a little peck on the cheek. And I kissed the back of her hand, I said, thanks, thanks for a nice, nice evening. And she said, you know, I'm not really fond of phalanx, but if they were all like you, I would love them. I said, God, that's nice, thank you. Squeezed her hand and uh, she walked away down the subway. Now the next night I was up in my room, I didn't go down for whatever reason. I was up in my room and pretty late as at the same time that we had said goodbye the night before. So probably 11.30, you know, something like that, 12 o'clock. I don't know. And I heard this screeching and a boom and a bunch of screaming. And then pretty soon there were sirens and shit like that. And I thought, what the fucking fuck? This was a soy where it was just continuous motorbike taxi traffic and motorbike traffic. Uh, you know, I don't know, probably one or two or three per second, you know, going each way. And they don't necessarily stay on their side of the soy. And soy is a narrow little alley. And there's drunks wandering around all crossing the fucking streets. And sometimes they're doing 30 fucking miles an hour where they should be doing three. And I thought, oh, God damn, somebody walked out in front of it. Something got hit. And uh I waited for a while. And the, the commotion kind of slowly died down. And I what did I, I went down there, but I can't remember. Did I go down there? No, I didn't go down there that night. I was just tired or something. And I went down the next day. And, uh, you know, people I knew were walking around, and they said, hey, what the, did you hear all that commotion last night? They said, yeah, man, that was terrible. And I said, well, what the hell happened? And they said, well, <clears throat> there was a guy sitting where you usually sit, some falling some fucking Brit. I don't know if I'll go off on, yeah, I will. Fuck them. I'll, at some point, I'll tell you what I think of the Brits here. The Brits here, not the Brits in general. The Brits here. Okay, I'll tell you sometime. Uh, and I'll tell you why, I think. Um Anyway, some some Brit was sitting there where I usually sit. And they said, um, <clears throat> this lady boy came and started talking to him and he just launched in to her, you fucking ladyboy scum, gay fucking cockroach piece of shit! Get away from me! I'll kick in the fucking mouth, you know, like that. And she snapped. I think she just had enough of that. Her entire life, she just had enough of it. Her whole life probably was one confrontation like that after another. And the night before, she had had a nice pleasant, intelligent, sweet exchange with somebody. And here she is this next night in the same place having an exchange with fucking Satan. She snapped. It was too much of a contrast. And she had some kind of a knife. They all carry some kind of a fucking thing. and She pulled it out, and lunged at him, and stabbed him in the chest. And he got an artery and he's spurting, going down, flopping. And she was aghast at what she had done, looked at it for a minute and panicked. Turner just blindly ran into the soy, And a uh, motorbike hit her and killed her. So let's be kind. kind. I'm fucking fuck. I'm not going to fucking kill you. You're not in your culture anymore. Fuck your culture. Just try to be a nice person. If you hate ladyboys and gays, oh, I don't care. Keep it to yourself. I don't care if you do. You know, I'm, I'm not going to judge you about that. I judge fewer and fewer and fewer people the older I get. I'm not going to judge you with it I'm just going to say, keep it the fuck to yourself. Just shut your fat fucking mouth. If you hate them, maybe Southeast Asia isn't a good place for you. If you don't care either way, you know, probably just fine. If you love them, <laughs> you're going to be salmon heaven, you know. Okay, I know a lot of guys who love them. Have um, married them, living happily ever after. We hope. We presume. We hope. Don't know. Never tried it, but uh, it's working for them. So I do know a few lady boys. I did, who were really smart, and they just wanted to be lady boys and live a life as a girl. So they went in and they got the operation. They didn't get any radical, stupid, crazy, goddamn fucking shit done. They got some boobies, but they didn't get huge, grotesque ones or, or you know, beautiful ones, <laughs> whatever. Um, they never tried to overplay their hand. They never tried to exaggerate their moves or their looks. They wore normal little bit of modest amount of makeup. They didn't go fucking goo goo crazy. And they were ladies. They were ladies. Period. Um, And they had nice lives. Everybody liked them. I liked them. Fine. Okay. So you're banging around Bangkok or whatever city. Just Bangkok happens to be probably where you first landed. If you happen, if you happen to get a flight, some, some of the transferring flights, they don't go into Bangkok, uh, Swarnapum, they go into Don Moang. Don Moang. And I never say it correctly. I'm always chastised for not saying it correctly. No, you don't say it like that. You say it like Don Moang. And I say, yeah, Don Moang. No, no, you, no, that's not correct. Don Moang. And I say, yeah, Don Muang. Oh, no, that's not right. That's not right. And you go through that five or 10 fucking times and I fucking give up. Uh, anyway, there's a little airport, smaller airport north of, of Bangkok called Don Muang. (laughs) And uh, sometimes a, you know, a hop flight will go into there. And it's kind of nicer because it's, uh, smaller and it's less crowded. And, uh, sure they still have, do they have customs up there? I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Well, no, I'm not 100%. 99.9% sure they got customs up there. Anyway, um, and then they'll, they got a bus that'll usually take you for free down to Samarnapum, or, or you can get a cab from there and go to wherever you want, but it, you know, whatever. Just, uh, there's two main airports in Bangkok. So, so you, you're staying in your hotel. You've gone around. You're getting hit on by the ladyboys. Okay. You, you, I got to tell you how to know. Oh. Can I do it here with this little camera setup? No, I am gotta take my fucking shirt off. No. Okay, they may not have an Adam's apple. Their voice might be girlish. They can have their bones of their face reshaped and shaved. Skin can be smooth. Their fucking stubble is gone. I don't know what they do down there. Well, I do. I do know what they do down there. Um, guys tell me it's not completely, you know, natural. The f- the feel is not natural, okay, <laughs> but, but it works for them, for whatever, whatever the f The guys who who stay with ladyboys, who marry ladyboys and stay with them, and are happy with them, they, most of them, some of them just perverts and they think, oh, it's kinky to have a ladyboy. Well, fuck that shit. Uh, most of them get hooked in by their heart. They can have very special hearts, not all. Some of them are fucking killer, fucking robbing pieces of shit. But some can have very special hearts. Not a man's heart. It's not a fucking man's heart. Biologically it is, but not really. So anyway, where the hell was I going with that? Our time is up (laughs) already. Jesus Christ. Um, just be polite to the ladyboys, um... Oh yeah, I was gonna tell you how to fucking identify them. Okay. There are things that'll give it away, especially if they overdid. They made the butt too big, they made the hips too big. Uh, you know, this and that, and the titties are too perfect. And, well, I've had some girlfriends that had titties just like that, so, you know, you can't always tell by that. Um, short of putting your hand down their pants, and that's not always gonna tell you either. I mean, I haven't tried that, but <laughs> people tell me shit. Um, there's one way that I know of anatomically to tell. And you can tell right there, sitting in the cafe. Okay. If I take my arm, can I do this in front of the camera? How can I do this? Oh, fuck. I can't really. Yeah, I can do it. Okay. Okay. You see my arm. I'm extending my arm as far as I can. Right. Okay. You see between the upper arm and the, and the forearm on the back where my elbow is, it's a straight line. It's pretty fucking straight. Okay. It's straight. That's a, I can't go anymore. Okay. That's it. It's extended as far as it'll go. Now, a real girl, when she does that, her, right at the elbow, her arm will go a little over center. So, you'll, it'll, it'll, how can they do it? <laughs> it'll, it'll go a little bit like that. So that, like, the forearm will go farther up. I can't make it go farther up. But with a girl, they can. Take, grab the first girl you can find, make her do that, tell her to push that sucker as far as she can. Yep. Mine stopped there, hers will keep going. A little bit. Not very far. Just a few degrees. But it's, it's obvious once you get used to looking for it. <laughs> this is the examination we do. <laughs> and if they're lying to you, you say, really? Um, you know, I used to be a doctor. Uh, I th- did you break your arm one time? Look, you, you got, you got kind of a problem with your arm. Let me look at your arm. I want to see, if, I want to see if it looks okay. Oh, really? Do you think it's serious? And then you do this <laughs> check. And then you fucking know if, if their arm looks like that. They're a ladyboy. Most of them don't know that we can know. (laughs) And they're just shocked and chagrined. They they think you've got magic fucking powers or something. (laughs) I love it. Uh, And and you're going to have a little different degrees. I've seen guys that can, their arm extends a teensy little bit. And I've seen girls that doesn't go over center quite as far as some of the girls, but Pretty much all of them will, will go over centers to some degree and you can tell. <sighs> it's something in their anatomy, in the bone structure. You know, go talk to a bone doctor and uh, ask him what the hell's going on in there. You could probably Google it up. I don't know. But anyway, so there you go. Now you, <laughs> now you got the tools. <laughs> um, I'll tell you lots more ladyboy stories as we go along, but, um, as far as finding a, a girl, who likes ladyboys in, in Thailand? Who likes ladyboys more than anybody else? Germans. Germans by far are the biggest consumers of <laughs> ladyboy love. Germans by a wide, wide margin. I don't know why. Don't know, I'm not know not going to speculate I don't care, but that's the fact of it. Um how are you gonna find a girl in Bangkok? I'm not sure. Learn Thai. Learn Thai, you're in, you're in like Flint. You're in Learn Thai. If you got a lot of time before you go, if you got two years before you go, learn Thai. Not from only from a Thai, only from a Thai native speaker because they're Nobody can speak Thai like a native Thai. Nobody can. They're just gonna give you a lot of bad information. You're gonna go down there and you're gonna start saying shit the way they taught you. And uh, nobody's gonna fucking understand a word you're saying. It's gotta be from a Thai. Uh, I remember also there's different dialects of Thai, different parts of the country. It's not that big of a country, but they still have different dialects. People in uh, Central, Western, Southern, they're not gonna understand people from East at yeah. All oh, really, it's, a, it's pretty much a whole nother language. Only some number of words are going to match up. And uh, same from, uh, from anywhere else in, in the main part of Thailand. You go down to, uh, south of Phuket. Phuket's going to be the same, but south of Phuket, the language uh, changes dramatically. So, you know, try to pick an instructor, a teacher from a region where, where you're going to be going because they're going to teach you wrong stuff. You get one from Isan and you learn how to speak Isan and then you go to Bangkok. Well, did you say, what, what? What? What the fuck? What the fuck? So, um, be careful when you're going around to the restaurants. You won't find this too much in Bangkok. You'll find it in some other outlying areas. You, you go up on Isan. There's a particular town up there that's really famous for it. But in some places, you want to go to a restaurant. Um, <laughs> and you want to eat some, uh, I don't know, you know, some pork or something or something. Look at the sign outside. Study it. Look at it closely. Um, if somewhere on the sign is a little picture of a dog, there you go. <laughs> if there's no dog, no picture of a dog, you, you know, may or may not be safe. But if there's a picture of a dog, <laughs> got it? And dog is just fine. Cobra sucks. But we killed a cobra one day, the Ties killed it. I helped, but I wasn't very effective at it. The fucking nasty spitting cobra, certain one of the deadliest cobras there is. Anyway, he was going after some kids in the playground and uh, they killed him and and ate him, ate him within, God, they skinned him within five minutes of killing. Him. And uh, he was on the barbie within five more minutes, 10 minutes tops. So he was fresh you know. and uh, everybody who ate him got sick. One guy got, the, the next morning he had boils, open sores and boils all over his body, ended up in the hospital. He fought that for two years. So I have no idea what caused that. Doctors didn't either. They just treated it, to, you know, topically with kinds of shit, but snakes can sometimes be bad.
1: Uh,
0: or, or I'm just wondering. Okay. Girls, um, dating sites, no bars, no learn Thai. If you can't do any of those things. You can go around to restaurants. You're going to hit on. That's where I left off. You're going to get hit on by girls, real girls, all the time, all the time, especially if you are well dressed and your hair is combed. Some of you got any left. I barely got left. Um, And you smell good. You look clean. God, they're big for being well dressed. They're big for being fucking clean. They will often shower three times a day. No bullshit. A dirty girl showers once a day. Normal. Two times. A really clean girl. Three fucking times a day. In cold water. Okay, they're big four. The ties are let's see. Are they the cleanest people I've ever around? Yeah, maybe maybe Japan is as clean. I'm not sure. Because I never lived in Japan, but Tigers are the cleanest people I've ever been around. Three times. And they expect you to do the same. And if you don't, dirty man. Um, if you take one to your room, we're going to go through that <laughs> procedure. Um, She's going to shower. You're going to shower within five minutes. And you're going to shower with the door open, with your wallet, and any valuables within your sight. You're not going to take your fucking eyes off them. Of. Or you're going to put them in the safe. Stuff like that. Okay, we'll go through that later. Uh, anyway, you could go to the restaurants; they're going to hit on you. You got to be prepared to talk a little bit. You got to get Google Translate right on the fucking front page of your phone. Figure it out. Try it. Practice with it. Um, learn a few words. Sasti crab. Sasti crab means hello. You, you finish every sentence with a with your man. You finish every sentence with a crab. K u I'm sorry. K-R-U. Kind of a B-P again. Krub. Um, it just means that a man has said this. Whatever preceded it. it means a man has said it. And it's a polite thing. Uh, if you're a woman, a female, you say sousdika. C-A or K-A means a female has said this previous thing. So learn, learn a little bit. Hello and goodbye. Sousdika can also be goodbye. Kind of started it. Um, they're polite people. You got to learn Sausti Krub. You got to fucking learn. If you learn no other word, you got to learn that one. Sausti Krub. Sausti, hello, from a man. Krub, Sausti Krub. Uh, A few other things. Uh, Pom is you. Pom means I. If I'm talking about me, I'm pom. You are kum. K-U-H-N, like that, kind of a soft N-cum. Um, Just a few phrases, you know. I actually found that a, a, a printed paper phrase book was better than the fucking Google shit. The Google translator is horrifically, horrifically criminally fucking erroneous. It will start fights because it translates things so wrong, you can't believe it. Some languages it does, yeah, kind of, sort of, okay. Tagalog, it's not so bad. Thai, it's fucking clueless. You will have fights. I, like I, I've had a hundred fights over Google translating things incorrectly, but that's all you got. You keep your sentence simple, simple. I see these fucking morons. They start talking to girls, even, even translating. It's like, Hi, uh, what do you think? Would you like to go to a nice restaurant today? Do you have any preferences as to the cuisine? Because I can eat any. Fuck, that's not going to go through Google Translate. Um, you know, you're going to say La Pai Kin. My. It means we go eat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, poke that into Translator. You, you say, we go eat okay. Uh, you poke that into Google, and, and it's going to come back with something in Thai that says, la pai, la pai kin, my. Okay, it's going to work. That other fucking shit's not going to work. Forget it. Simple is as simple does, you know. As simple as you can possibly, possibly, possibly make it. Three words. And if you you get that one thing digested, then you try another three words and another three words. You do not fucking string this shit together. It's not going to work. Even with a translator, it's not going to fucking work. Three words, three words, three words, that's it. So you meet one in the restaurant. She's hitting on you and you got these couple of little phrases you can say, and you got your translator out there and uh, she knows it's going to be awkward. She knows it's going to be terrible. She's going to have a translator on her phone too. Don't worry. Or Google has a mode where you can actually pass it back and forth. So you say something, she reads it, and she types, passes it back, it goes like that, back and forth. Kind of of works. Uh, you can also speak into Google Translate and a bunch of other translators. So you want to eat, <laughs> you know, we go eat. OK, you, you, you speak that in, and uh, it will, well, it will translate it to uh, vocal if you want and 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 those work kind of sort of okay except when they get the words wrong you know you might you might speak in we go eat okay and uh, it'll translate uh, i want to fuck your mother okay really it'll go that far off the fucking rails really and and then you just screw the pooch on that relationship you know cuz she can't conceive of, of google not being correct you know that it's, it's you it's you you fucking said that even if you go back and say, no, 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 it was Google. No, no, you're bad man, bad man, bad man. <laughs> you know, that's about the end of that. So you got to be so, so, so careful. If you're doing any kind of writing back and forth, um, you type in your three word thing, we go eat, OK? And then it'll translate that to Thai. And you copy it out of the Thai, you put it back in, you reverse the translation. And you have it translate back to English. If it says, I want to go fuck your mother, <laughs> you know, then you say, Oh, that didn't work. And you try it again. And you keep doing it until you get one that translates translates back, you know, more or less correctly. And then you send that version of it. And that works good, but it's slow and it's tedious. Okay, so you're gonna meet girls everywhere you go, everywhere you go. And you gotta have these few little phrases, and you gotta have your translator. And you gotta smile. Oh god damn it, you gotta smile. Um phalangs look very, very serious. If we aren't smiling, that means we're mean. If we're not smiling, that means we're we're right on the verge of beating them. Okay. They're very sensitive people. Smile. He smile. Fucking smile. I don't care. You gotta go to fucking plastic surgeon, get get that fucking joker smile, get it fucking going, because you better not stop smiling. Because they're scared of us. They're scared. And they think when we're smiling. And you know, not so bad. You know, a few minutes before he beats me, and they're watching your mouth all the time, see if you stop smiling. And if you do, they're going to say, "Why are you so serious? You know, what's wrong? What's the problem?" We don't naturally smile. Fallings don't naturally smile a lot. Not not most of us. So learn to fuck and smile. I don't care how you have to do it. You practice it. Get it? So it just happens all the time. And you smile at every person you pass. At least all the women. Often on the guys too. But at least all the women. You smile a little bit. If they're not attractive to you, you smile anyway. Just a nice, you know, little nod of the head like that. And you fucking look away. If they're attractive and you want to meet them, you give them a nice smile and you hold eye contact for three or four seconds. Hold it. She'll break it first. Um, And if she doesn't look shocked, you take her the next step and say, crew If she says nothing, walks away, that still might mean she likes you, but she's scared. If she says, Saustikah, then you're in. That's it. That's all there is to it. That's how it works. That's it. Okay, we're way that Fuck, this is way too long. I, I don't even know if I can render this. Pig sucker thing anymore. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Next one, we're gonna go. We're gonna cover some more things about girls meeting girls in Bangkok, and then we're gonna forge on ahead. Okay. Thank you very much. And uh, get over. You got attitudes about ladyboys? Fucking drop them. I'm deadly serious because it can mean your life in Thailand, at least. Well, it can't it can any anywhere Southeast Asia, but bigger in Thailand. Drop it. Just leave it in the fucking toilet where it belongs at home. Drop it. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm sorry you don't. I have one of my best friends in the world, lifelong friend. God, he hates him. Oh, God, he hates him. He swears, he will swear that every gay on the planet is gay by choice and they chose to be that way simply because they're evil. He's a minister, you know, so uh, I love him. i die for him. He would die for me. I love him. I love him dearly. Uh, we've almost died for each other. We stuck together in a couple of situations where we looked like we were going to die, and we fucking stuck together. But he's got this thing in his head where he, he just knows it. He knows it. So God has told him or something that they're evil. That's the only way anybody would want to be, choose to be gay is if they're evil. I've tried, God, I've tried for decades and decades to try to find some way around that and I can't. Uh, probably too late now for both of us who've, you know, neither of us got that many years left or there's no, not enough years to keep talking about that. So he'll take that to the grave and I hope, you know, the great pumpkin shows him another way after that. But um, okay, we'll talk more about it. Don't worry. I'm trying to get your mind and the and your heart and your soul in the in the right place. I'm trying to give you the best chance possible of being happy in Southeast Asia. Uh, you still might not be, but you go there with the right attitude, then you're going to have all the tools you need to be happy. And if you don't, then well, you know whatever. But. Uh, if you go there with the wrong tools, if you go there gay hating and gay bashing, uh, fuck. <sighs> I can't even comprehend what's going to happen to you. So plug that into your decision making thing. You know, do I want to go to Southeast Asia? Well, some countries that down here, it's not, it's not as pronounced as it is in Thailand, but go to Malaysia. Uh, they got plenty of gays and not too many ladyboys, but, um, they are more Western in their notions about, uh, gays and ladyboys. Um, they kind of try to accept them, but not really all that much, not really very successfully at all. So if you hate gays and ladyboys, if you just hate them and you can't get over it, you can't get your brain rearranged. Um, maybe Malaysia. But anyway, okay, God, we gotta go, we gotta go. All right, thank you very much and
1: good evening and good night.